to another podcast of Fishing Without Faith, where we attempt to lead our lives without definitive expectations. Fishing Without Bait, it may be a quite mind-bending type of concept. Why would anybody, Mike, why would anyone fish without bait? And I'm referring to my good friend and producer, co-host, Mr. Mike. Hello, Jim. How you doing? Mike, why would anybody fish without bait? Well, maybe they have a very creative uh, concept of the sport. Maybe they're just out for conversation. Maybe they're just in there for the moment and the time and the quiet, as we talk about on this podcast. So if you were out on a lake and you brought your fishing pole Mm -hmm. and you didn't bring a tackle box with you, and you all you had was a hook and a line, and you threw it into the water, what would the other fishermen think? What is he doing? Why is he here? Do you think they might ask you some questions or, yeah. or stare at you? I think they won't ask questions. They're asking questions in their head, but like I'm staying away from that weird bird over there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So isn't part of the isn't part of the joy of fishing is participating in the moment. Right. Participating in nature, participating in being one with creation, experiencing your life. Precisely. Absolutely. So, Mr. Mike. Let's start off tonight's journey in this moment with, again, a trip to our favorite restaurant. So, again, I'm going to ask you, and, of course, we repeat things, which to bring repetition into people's lives, what would what would your favorite thing be to order, Mike? What is your favorite menu? Um, as we go to our Denny's after a lot of our gigs, I'm usually with the chicken parm. Chicken Parmesan. Chicken Parmesan. Mm-hmm. So if you went to Denny's, Mike, what would be something on the menu that you would never order? That when you look it over, you would sh- just shudder inside and think to yourself, how could anybody order that? The salmon my wife orders all the time. The salmon your wife orders all the time. <laughs> okay. So let's say that uh, what happens is is that you haven't eaten in 10 days. You're a little weak. You're a little shaky. You go to the only place that is open you ask for your favorite though they come out and they say will you uh, have the have the usual mike and they say oh of course please please so what they do is they bring you out a big plate of salmon half cooked and you know what mike life often is like that that we don't get what we order no okay however what we have to do is deal with it on our plate so i was thinking today as i often sometimes do maybe, uh, that uh, as we get a little older, sometimes we all experience some little breakdowns in our bodies, breakdowns in life, uh, some illnesses, some ailments that perhaps no one orders. Does anyone order an illness? No, absolutely not. I I can't wait for that one day when I get the flu, you know. (laughs) Does anyone order a a disease? Nope. Nope. No, no, that, that, that doesn't order. However, quite often, what when you're with somebody and let's say when you get whacked on a knee, uh, maybe when you were younger, someone might have told you, Mike, pay no attention to that. Mike, pay pay no attention to that knee. So what what's the only thing that you can think about? Is your knee, of course. So some places, some people, that's that's what's called thought suppression, Mike. That's called thought suppression. However, what I call it the uh, purple spotted hippopotamus in a pink tutu in the corner syndrome. Okay? 
So in our spacious studios, our lovely studios where we record these podcasts, if there was a purple spotted hippopotamus and a pink tutu in the corner, and when I came in, you said, Jim, uh, this hippopotamus has been here all day. I don't know. I can't get rid of it. So please just don't pay any attention to it, even though it's blowing bubbles. What was the only thing? And remember, Mike, what we resist persists. Isn't that correct? Right, right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, however, when we're dealing with a mindfulness journey and we're dealing with dealing with pain or we're dealing with illness or we're dealing with suffering, uh, what we do in our, our mindful journey is take a perhaps a different perspective on it. What we do is we approach this illness with self-awareness. So what's what is self-awareness? Self-awareness is realizing, Mike, that you are not this body and you know you are not this illness and you are not this pain. And what we do is we attempt to become the observer, take a non-judgmental stance. And Mike, there's a saying that if you can breathe, there's more right with you than wrong. That absolutely makes sense. Absolutely. So when we're dealing with that, we're dealing with more of a positive thought, are we not? Right. So quite often when a person becomes ill, when a person's diagnosed, what goes through their mind? Everything bad, how their life has ended, how their life has has changed mm-hmm. so much. Absolutely. So, Mike, if you had a gun, would you shoot yourself? No. Of course not. Of course not. However, if we could imagine that negative thoughts are bullets, how many people shoot themselves with negative thoughts? Oh, every day? Absolutely. And what, 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 do, those, what do those do? I guess one way you could say they kill part of your soul. Absolutely. So when we're shooting ourselves with negative thoughts, we're def- we're basically putting our psyche like Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay. All we're doing is harming ourselves, and when we're ill, all we're doing is making ourselves worse. Are we not? Right. So negative thinking, Mike, is like a black hole. And if we know what we know what a black hole is in the world of physics, it's something that has an enormous gravitational pull. So powerful that it actually bends light, and hence the blackness. So when, we're, when we have this negative thinking, we have this black hole inside us, all the positivity and all the beauty of life as it is around us gets wiped out. Okay? All we, all we do is have is the, have is the, back, is the blackness. Is the blackness. So what, what do we do? What do we do? So we're not a car being taken in for repair, are we, Mike? No, we're not. Your body's not a car in repair. So when in this mindfulness journey, what we ask is that you be a participant rather than a recipient of care. What would it mean to you? That would mean um, <laughs> you're checking your own oil instead of waiting for it to run out. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. So, and sometimes with negative thinking, Mike, uh, have you ever seen a bee or a fly or a dog that, let's say, is trapped in a room and continuously, and there's a window there, and they continuously pound pound themselves at the window? Or have you ever seen a bird that continuously pecks at a, at a, at a window trying to get out? Okay, so quite often that's what that, that's what that negative thinking can be. When we continuously pound, pound, pound at the window, rather than accept and be aware of where we're at, 
accept and be aware of where we're at. So, and what's our natural response is negativity. And when we have negativity, what goes on in our life? When we when we have the stress, we have the anxiety of being negative, shooting ourselves only increases. Uh, we'll get into a bit of uh, scientific uh, background here. The adrenal glands that are on top of our kidneys produce a substance called cortisol, I'm sure, which is everyone aware. And the stress and the anxiety, the cortisol puts us into the fight or flight syndrome, which is a good thing. However, when we're continually shooting ourselves with negative thinking, then this cortisol production keeps on and on and on like a never-ending cycle. And the actual hormone itself can cause a great deal of damage to our body. So what do, what do we do? What do we do? So, Mike, when you were, uh, when you were, let's say, when you were sick, or you were a caregiver, or something bad happens in your life, when someone comes to you, or let's say, naturally, a lot of the times it would be a, it would be a parent or a loved one, would they tell you? Well, quite often, would they tell you that everything is going to be okay? Yeah. Right. Right. Can you remember that? Yeah, I can remember that a few times. Have you ever told your wife that? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Has your wife ever told you that? Have you yes. tried trying to be comforting? Yes, because I mean, we we certainly both deal with a lot of uh, those issues. Um, where where I, you know I, you know I'm getting away, and and all I can see are, you know, this problem, all these this problem in front of me, and I can't see around that problem. I can't see the plus side of the problem, how it's going to resolve. And I just see the ripples of all the more problems that problem makes. And it just grows and grows and grows. Absolutely. So what? remember, Mike, pain can only exist in the present moment, can it not? Right. Pain can only exist in the present moment. However, how often do we deal, we bring that pain to the past and the worry and the anxiety about the pain about the future into this moment and just exasperate the condition that we're in? So, Mike, I'll tell you what. Uh, when I get out of bed in the morning, I realize that I'm not 20 years old anymore. <laughs> as do I. I Although I'm not quite as far off, but, but it feels like it sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, remember, pain can be useful. Pain can be useful. Without pain, what, what would happen in your life? You could walk through a, a glass door. If you didn't have pain, mm -hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't realize that uh, something bad is going on. So, however, remember, Mike, pain is something that happens. We can't anticipate a bee sting. However, suffering is something that we create. It's something we create. So if it's something we create, hence we could have control over it, could we not? Right. Absolutely. So what we're attempting to do in these podcasts, and which we will do in the next one, is give people positive ways of dealing with life in the present moment, about dealing with pain, recognizing it and embracing it and encompassing it, not trying to do any type of suppression. So what we're going to do, Mike, is let's say like a crying baby, okay? If we're a crying baby, sometimes we can get angry at a crying baby, can't we? Or get a little upset and frustrated. Many parents do, often in the uh, middle of the dollar general. Right. Absolutely. We get frustrated and upset with a crying baby. Right. So sometimes our sometimes when we're illness, sometimes when we're sometimes when we're in pain like that, our body's crying a bit, aren't is it not? Right. Absolutely. So what we what what do what what helps a crying baby? Does anger or frustration help? 
No. So what do we do? We comfort and we care for that baby, do we not? Right. So what we want to do is comfort and care for ourselves. And I got I got to give my inner self a bottle. Well, sometimes. absolutely. <laughs> for 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 sure. For sure. So I got to change the inner I got to change my inner self's diapers sometimes. Absolutely. So what we're <laughs> so what we're asking to do is become a participant a participant in our treatment. Mm-hmm. And in this mindfulness journey that we're on, we're going to learn that we, again, we are not our bodies and we are not illness. We are not sickness. We're, 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 a, we're an existential soul. We're, we're, we're a presence. We're an energy in the universe. And can anyone define what a mind is, Mike? When we talk about mindfulness, does anybody know what a mind is? You know, at first, I'm thinking we talk about our brains, but we're talking about our thoughts and everything and that how much that affects. And when we talk about our minds and how we feel inside, we talk about how it feels in our soul and we feel that in our chest. So what are what do we narrow that down to? So, right. Our, our brain's the hardware, isn't it, is it not? Right. Our brain is the hardware like a computer. And mm-hmm. it's at the little zeros and ones bouncing back exactly. and forth like a computer. Okay. So somewhere in there, in all that, is a consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that consciousness is you. And when we can separate the consciousness from this physical form and step back and look at it and embrace it and understand it, we often talk about label and describing during these podcasts, do we not? Right. Being able to label and describe the situation and what, what exactly is going on with you. Because when, when, we're, when we are suffering or we are in pain and we're not feeling well, what do we always try to do? Mask it. We always try to mask it. We try to we try to run away from it. Well, in our next podcast, which I'm hoping is going to be soon, we're going to be talking about loving kindness. We're going to be talking about being a participant in our own treatment. We're going to talk about how to deal with this pain in the present in a productive way and avoid the suffering which we create ourselves. So until the next time, it's so good to be with you again today. You take care. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, D.C.